Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are taking in a big breath, releasing it slowly, and giving ourselves a much-needed time out as we learn how to qualify and quantify our stress. Feeling frazzled? Perfectly normal. From time to time. Buried and not sure how to rise above? Then we should take some time to unpack that a bit. See, not all stress should be created equal. And even though the sky may feel like it's falling, it's not. Look up, and while you're at it, count to ten. We need to create some space between action and reaction so we can regain control over our thinking. I have to say that I deal with stress and stressors pretty well. I wouldn't say I'm as cool as a cucumber, but I might say I'm hard to rattle. I developed this mindset at a much earlier age. I can only do what I can do. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a hard worker and I'm guilty of taking on too much most of the time. But that kind of stress, I like. But even I have a wall. That feeling of pressure when you have too many balls in the air and not enough hands to keep them up. Are we a glutton for punishment? Taking on more and more and more until, like a house of cards, it all comes crashing down. Good news. Just as my stress is usually self-inflicted, you have some choices here. Let's strive to understand what stress is. Alea Cooks-Campbell helps us understand all about stress. Is it good or is it bad? In reality, it's both. Found at BetterUp.com. We usually don't brag about being stressed. In fact, many of us dream of living lives that are stress-free as possible. But is that really a goal? Life would be boring without challenges and surprises. Monotony brings its own stress. But stressful, unexpected, challenging events are more than just a break from boring. These potential stressors provide us with opportunities to stretch and grow. At its root, stress is exactly that, an opportunity to grow. It's worth examining the difference between good stress versus bad stress, how to deal with both, how to transform stress into something productive, and why we need stress in our lives. Stress is a part of our everyday lives, but not all stress is bad. While many people believe stress is always negative, the fact is we need stress in our lives. Stress refers to the psychological response that our body emotions, and nervous system trigger in order to prepare us for situations that demand heightened awareness. There are three primary kinds of stress, acute, chronic, and eustress. Acute stress is the term for a short-lived stressor. It's generally associated with a protective response. If you were stepping out onto a busy street, your body would react quickly in order to pull you out of harm's way. The panic that you feel is a sign of acute stress. However, when the danger has passed, the stress response generally dissipates. When it does, our body has a chance to recover from the psychological response. 
In modern life, we might experience acute stress from public speaking or an argument or nearly missing our train. Acute stress can be problematic when the stressor event is severe. For example, experiencing violence or fear for our life and the stress response lingers. Chronic stress is a long-lasting experience, usually rooted in circumstances that are beyond our control. We may be stressed because of relationship issues, ongoing responsibilities, systematic inequities, a quickly changing environment, or long-term medical conditions. With chronic stress, we continually experience the heightened physiological response of acute stress. Since our bodies and minds don't get a chance to recover, we begin to experience negative side effects that are damaging to our physical and mental health. These might include things like anxiety, depression, irritability, fatigue, loss of self-efficacy, burnout, empathy exhaustion, weakened immune system, unexplained aches and pains, including headaches, difficulty with memory and concentration. When people talk about being stressed out, they're most likely referring to chronic stress. Eustress, however, is a positive stressor. How can stress actually be a good thing? Since the biological purpose of stress is to sharpen our senses so that we can perform at our best, a little bit of stress can actually help. In performance coaching, people that achieve at a high level often credit stress with their incredible performance. Athletes often talk about the pressure of the competition. Actors talk about drawing from the energy of the audience. Under the right circumstances, positive stress, usually referred to as expectation, excitement, or anticipation, can make us better. Not all stressors are made equal. With good stress, we generally look forward to the outcome of the situation. Planning a wedding, getting a new job or promotion, or having a baby are common examples of eustress. Although these experiences involve a lot of work and even cause some difficult feelings, as any bride or new parent will attest, the benefit of the event is worth the challenge. The positive feelings of expectation, excitement, and anticipation allow us to balance the disruption to our equilibrium with the anticipated benefits. In some cases, like planning a vacation, the anticipation can actually be as enjoyable as the experience itself. Chronic stress and acute stress are both types of distress. In other words, negative stress. When you experience distress, you often don't have any control over how long the stressor will last and no expected benefit as an outcome. In addition to being accompanied by a desirable outcome, good stress also generally fits within a specific time frame. In other words, you know that the stress won't last forever. Kids do grow up, you do graduate from school, you unpack the last box, or you say I do. The sense of control that you have over the circumstances, as well as the finite time frame, makes it easier to deal with positive stress. Although we often refer to stress as negative, it's good to feel stressed at times. If we never felt any stress, 
life would be pretty dull and boring. Imagine a video game with no bad guys. Pretty lame, right? Positive stressors give us something to look forward to. They help us grow and become more capable individuals. Certain stressors give the seasons in our lives meaning, like going to college, raising small children, or building a business. A little bit of stress is useful in some of these ways. It provides you with a burst of energy. It can help meet daily challenges and motivate you to reach your goals. It sharpens your attention and focus. It can help you accomplish tasks more efficiently. It can alert you when something isn't right. It can help you build resilience to setbacks. With the right amount of good stress, life becomes more exciting. Good stress results from engagement, which often leads to flow. Flow is associated with higher levels of happiness and productivity. In fact, many psychologists and coaches believe that flow is the antidote to burnout and languish. Here are four benefits of good stress. Number one, you perform better and achieve more. Number two, you connect with others in more meaningful ways. Number three, you learn more about yourself. And number four, you challenge yourself in new ways and build your self-efficacy. Since good stress naturally leads to growth, experiencing challenges is the surest way to develop your capacity. Famed psychologist Lev Vygotsky felt that individuals learned best when they were faced with a challenge just outside of their current comfort zone. He referred to this as the zone of proximal development or the gap between what a person has already mastered and what they can achieve with support. As you work to meet and master your current challenges, you transform your bad stress into good stress. But that's not all. Learning to deal effectively with stress and how to use it to your advantage prepares you to perform at a higher level. Good stress is still stress. Too much of any kind of stress can lead to the same mental, physical, and emotional side effects. It's important to manage your well-being or work with a professional who can help you make sure that you don't overdo it. So here are five signs to look for when trying to decide if a source of stress has become too much. Good stress turns bad when it's chronic. Even if it was once something you look forward to, you now feel as if there's no end in sight. If you can't control it, you become unable to set effective boundaries or manage them efficiently. If it prevents you from doing anything else, if the stressor takes up all of your time or prevents you from doing other things you want to do, you may become resentful. If it feels out of alignment with your goals, you don't see the long-term benefit, so it no longer feels as if stress is worth it. If it comes into direct conflict with another priority or value, having to choose between conflicting values can make a mildly stressful situation emotionally taxing. The good news is that as good stress can turn into bad stress, hmm, bad stress can turn into good stress, even when the circumstances are less than ideal. With practice, you can reframe nearly any stressful situation into a useful learning experience. So here are six ways to turn bad stress into good. 
see the potential benefits of a situation. Look at the situation from all angles and reach out to a coach or therapist if you're having trouble finding the positives. Although it may not be in line with what you expected or wanted, many situations that seem challenging at first can often help us grow in unexpected ways. Remind yourself of your strengths. When we stay in our comfort zone, we don't get to utilize our strengths to their full potential. Stressful situations allow you to step into a leadership role. They also encourage you to utilize your resourcefulness and hone your ability to grow, to thrive, all under pressure. Focus on the resources you have. Once we're ingrained in comfortable habits, we tend to take for granted the means that we have at our disposal. Working through stress can help us look at our assets in a new way. We often underestimate what we can do with what we already have. Connect with others. Leaning on others to meet a challenge often bonds a group like nothing else. When working towards a common goal, people often do their best and most creative work. Collaboration allows colleagues to lean on the strengths of others to maximize their own abilities. You may find that you're able to thrive in new ways when working with a supportive team. Learn something new. There's nothing like surprising yourself. Stress allows you to grow and learn new ways to get things done. You may uncover creative approaches to long-standing challenges and develop your capacity to learn. As an added bonus, learning keeps your mind young, your mood high, and opens the door for new relationships as you grow. Expect positive growth. What do all challenges have in common? They require growth to overcome them. Leaders often cite the most unexpected or difficult experiences as the ones that prepared them the most to excel. Taking every stressful circumstance as an opportunity for growth can help transform the way you perceive and experience stress. Stress is inevitable, but it's not uncontrollable. Encountering stressful challenges is an opportunity to grow and develop your skills for continued success. While you can't necessarily control everything that happens to you, you can control whether you see it as good stress versus bad stress. Your perspective will make all the difference. We've all seen the memes where the person is panicked, hair all ratted up, papers all over the desk, or screaming kids in the background, frazzled. I always wondered, what was the tipping point? When did it get that bad? What pushed them over the edge? What about you? What's your tipping point? I hate to be late. Time and running behind will stress me out like no other. As a result, I know how long it takes me to do most things. Get ready, get somewhere, and finish something. But if that goes south, then I'm beyond stress. Late for a meeting? Oh, no. Flight? Oh, no. Lunch? No excuses. But remember, not all stress is bad. On Dr. Jeffrey Kumro's YouTube channel, I found out why not all stress is created equal, which are good and which are bad. 
Let's take a listen. Is stress good for you or bad for you? I think this is a subject that a lot of people struggle with, and that's what we're going to dive in today. Um, I'm Dr. Jeff Kumram, a developmental function neurologist, and really what I uh, focus on in my practice is getting people back to balance, physically, mentally, emotionally. And when we can get that balance, that's where health lies. And a lot of us are stuck in imbalance, and that can lead to a, a lot of things, whether it's burnout or autoimmunity or muscle pain or different things. There's so many different things because we are not able to get back in balance. So once we find that area we're out of balance and we stimulate it to bring it back into balance or and stimulate that capability of getting back into balance, that's where true health lies. So now getting back to this, like, like I said, there are a lot of a lot of debate on is stress good, is stress bad? We need stress in our life though. And the reason for this is, I mean, it's important to understand what stress is. A lot of people look at stress and they're like, it's their friends or family or traffic or work or whatever it may be. But stress is not any of those things because there are people that love those things. There are people that are stressed out by them, but there are people that love those things. And what we really have to look at stress as is the physiological process that happens inside the body. When we have that physiological change in our body, that's really what stress is. So stress for me would be, you know, getting on stage and speaking in front of people or, um, you know, whatever else. I, I am working on that. It's something that I want to be good at, but it stresses me out. Traffic is something that has stressed me out. Other people, it's work. Other people, it's learning. Whatever it may be, but that physiological process that happens inside the body, that's what stress really is. And this is the basis of what good stress is and bad stress is. If it is a good stress, it's not going to push you past the point of being able to recover from it. So if you look at this like a workout, and a workout is a great example because exercise is a stress, right? You go and exercise and you increase your heart rate, you increase your, your breathing rate, you sweat, you, you change all of the physical capabilities of your body when you do it. And if you exercise too hard, it is a negative stress because it breaks your body down. Your body is not able to recover from that the way that it should. That is a negative stress. But if it is good stress, it is going to build your capacity to handle more. So this is basically putting yourself under small amounts of stress that build your capacity to, to do whatever else you need to do. For example, if we go and we run a mile multiple times a week, we end up being able to run two miles in the same, same time, right? We may not be able to start running two miles right away, but if we do it enough times in a short period of time, then we build that capability to do more. And that's really what a good stress does. It builds your capability. But too many of us, we have work that follows us around everywhere we go with phones and computers and laptops and all this stuff. Remote work has been terrible for this. There's so many people that can't get away from work. There are so many people that aren't getting enough sleep. There are so many people who have poor nutrition. And all of these stresses just basically, they break you down. This is what burnout is. It's too much stress. And that too much is something you can't recover from. Now, can you take time off and do something else? Yes, but you can't recover doing the same things is what I mean by that. Now, stress in general is a, it's a difficult word because everybody looks at stress and they're like, stress is a bad thing. It's a lot like taxes, right? How many people would you ask that would say, you know, more taxes would be a good thing? But taxes can be a good thing. Taxes are necessary to build schools and roads and different things like that. If we didn't have taxes, it would be very difficult for all of these programs to, to function. It would be difficult as a society to have functionality. We need those taxes for certain things. 
In the same way, our body needs stresses. Our body needs those stresses to learn. It needs it to grow. It needs it to increase the capacity. So I'm really, really hesitant anytime anybody says, you know, you need to reduce your stress. Are there ways that you can do that? Sure, but they're few and far between, right? It's hard to get rid of work. It's hard to get rid of, of the, the family. It's hard to get rid of traffic. It's hard to get rid of those things in our lives. They're things that are here and things that we have to work through. So what we really need to do is build that capacity and that's where those good stresses come in. When we put ourselves under those good stress, it increases our capacity to handle those stresses on a regular basis. And that is really what is going to build your long-term capacity to get where you want to go. So what are the things that I recommend in this? Exercise is obviously a good one. Start out to your body's ability though. Um, good nutrition is, is something that is going to help you do that. Uh, proper breathing techniques are gonna be something that's going to help you manage your stress. It's not going to get rid of stress and that's not the point. Massage, chiropractic, they're not going to help you get rid of stress, but they're going to help you minimize the amount of stress that your body is experiencing and help you recover from the stresses that you've been around. And when you can recover from those stresses, that is a good stress. So again, I'm Dr. Jeffrey Kummer. I really appreciate you tuning in. Are you able to calm yourself down or talk yourself off the ledge? Are you the calm in the storm or the lost boat looking for the lighthouse? My husband said I'm the lighthouse, but I think we both do a good job of supporting each other in stressful situations. Reframing challenging situations is the name of my game. I will help you find a solution, even if you weren't asking for one. So disclaimer, if you just want to vent, just give me a heads up. Part of our deep dive was around qualifying and quantifying. So let's keep going. Maggie Wool clears up stress or stressor, learn the difference to unlock growth found at betterup.com. You know what stress feels like. Sweaty palms, increased heart rate, irritability. It, certain doesn't, it certainly doesn't feel nice. And if you're stressed for extended periods of time, it negatively affects your mental and physical health. The short version of why this is, humans can't handle being stressed all the time. Our bodies aren't built for it. According to the American Psychological Association, 73% of Americans experience psychological symptoms due to stress, and 77% experience physical symptoms like headache, fatigue, muscle tension, and teeth grinding. Ideally, you would find stress relief before anything bad happens to you, but chronic stress is often a silent operator you might not notice it until you reach your breaking point, missing every red flag along the way. Thankfully, you can avoid these poor outcomes, and you can start by understanding the difference between stress and stressors. This will help you identify the causes of stress before they negatively impact your life. Stressors are life events or situations that trigger stress. They trigger your flight or fight response, prompting the release of stress hormones throughout your body. What are common stressors? Well, they can appear in any area of your life. So here are a few examples. Work stressors. These include having a long list of to-dos, a toxic boss, or a high-pressure work environment. Financial stressors. Excessive debt, 
living paycheck to paycheck, or expensive car repairs could stress you financially. Emotional stressors. Here we can include relationship troubles, lack of social support, or being a primary caregiver. Some sources of stress can be positive too, don't forget. They can induce you stress by pushing you to step up when need be. Here are some examples. Giving a huge presentation, starting your own business, going on a first date. Remember that you won't react to all stressors equally. Your response will vary depending on your coping abilities and how important the experience is to you. For example, if you're used to giving presentations, one speech won't phase you. But if you've never done it before, you might feel more anxious. Now that we've nailed down the basics, let's synthesize the key differences between stress and stressors. Number one, stress is your hormonal response to a perceived threat, danger, or other stimuli. Stressors are what trigger this reaction. Number two, stress can involve emotional reactions like panic, irritability, or worry. Stressors are the experiences that promote those feelings. Number three, stress symptoms are similar for everyone, but not everyone will react to the same stressors. What bothers your best friend may not bother you at all. Number four, stress can harm you if it's left unmanaged. Not all stressors are harmful. To further explore this point, these are example stresses. Panicking at the length of your to-do list. Experiencing an elevated heart rate when your manager messages you. Feeling dread going to work in the morning. And here are some examples of stressors. Being in a car accident. Taking a challenging new project. Customers being rude to you. Although stress and stressors are different, both impact your overall stress levels. Knowing the difference in how to deal with them will help you cope. So here are some techniques when you're already stressed. They aren't permanent solutions, but they can help you during the thick of it. Exercise daily. Physical activity naturally produces endorphins, a stress-relieving hormone, and improves your overall health condition. Even a 15-minute walk can change your mood. Eat well. Healthy foods like whole grains, vegetables, and fresh fruit can help build up your immune system and lower your blood pressure. They can also trigger your brain's production of serotonin, a calming hormone and neurotransmitter. Practice relaxation techniques. Meditation, deep breathing, and progressive muscle relaxation can help relieve stress in your body. Schedule free time. You schedule everything else in your life, so why not time for yourself? Create a block to disconnect from work and indulge in your hobbies. Socialize. Humans are social creatures. Talking to a loved one or a counselor can help blow off some steam. Avoid stressors. The best stress management tactic is prevention. To do this, Avoid triggers that might cause you psychological stress, like toxic people or procrastination.
Self-awareness can prevent you from taking on too much in the first place. So consider some of these tips. Be honest about your strengths and weaknesses. Stress often occurs when you feel ill-equipped to deal with the task at hand. Make sure you understand your limits before taking on anything else. Understand your motivators. Regular tasks can become stressors if they don't align with your motivations. Find your why and make decisions accordingly. Make decisions around what's important to you. If there's a mismatch between your work, life, and core values, you can feel stressed. Try to prioritize things that add to your life instead of taking things away. Three people could encounter the same stressor and react totally differently. One might be terrified, the other might enjoy it, and another might be indifferent. Learn what stresses you. This kind of self-discovery will help you steer clear of overwhelming situations. It can also help introduce you to good stress in your life. If you're taking on a new project at work, ask yourself, are you up to the task? It might be too much to handle if it's far beyond your skill level. Don't set yourself up for failure. But if it's just challenging enough to stretch your abilities, it could be a thrilling experience. You might learn a lot and come out stronger, being in touch with how you're doing and what you're capable of, keeping you out of sticky situations. It's also okay to ask for help. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed or hope to prevent future stress, you can seek advice from mental health care professionals. Many specialists treat anxiety and stress. If you've never consulted a therapist, you might feel uneasy about the prospect, but this person is trained to help reduce the impact stressors can have on you. They might lead you through visualization. This is a way to imagine future scenarios and potential outcomes for your actions. They might give you prescripted responses that can help you prepare to say no to the people who ask too much of you. They might even involve you in role-playing where they can gently expose you to stressful situations by acting them out in a safe space. Don't let your stress turn into distress. Understanding the difference between stress and stressors is key to leading a healthy life. One is your reaction to real and potential danger, and the other is what causes that reaction. Stress isn't inherently bad for you. Some, like you stress, can be good for your overall short-term performance, but if left unmanaged, stress harms your physical and mental health. That's why you must stay on top of it. You can ensure that stress doesn't dominate your life through self-awareness and stress management techniques. I love when the advice is just to avoid it. Okay, right, sounds reasonable, but is it always achievable? Sometimes your stress is close to home, in the house, or in the workplace. Tired of taking your meals in the car? What if you just detach your reaction from their action? Would that help you avoid the situation? Instead of taking the long way home, just reroute your mindset. Today, my serenity, good mood, and positive outcomes will not be dictated or derailed by another person place, or thing. I have the power to protect my heart and mind, and I will use it today. How often does your stress turn to anxiety? I hear people say, my anxiety is through the roof, 
But remember, we're on a mission to clarify what's really happening and how to move past it. At the National Institute of Mental Health, I found some answers about is it stress or anxiety? Life can be stressful. You may feel stressed about performance at school, traumatic events, or just a life change. Everyone feels stress from time to time. Stress is the physical or mental response to an external cause, like having a lot of homework or having an illness. A stressor may be a one-time or short-term occurrence, or it can happen repeatedly over a long time. But what is anxiety? Anxiety is your body's reaction to stress and can occur even if there is no current threat. If that anxiety doesn't go away and begins to interfere with your life, it could affect your health. You could experience problems with sleeping or with your immune, digestive, cardiovascular, and reproductive systems. You also might be at a higher risk for developing a mental illness, such as anxiety disorder or depression. So let's think about the stress. Generally, it's a response to an external cause, like taking a big test or arguing with a friend. It can go away once the situation is resolved. It can be positive or negative. For example, it may inspire you to meet a deadline or may cause you to lose sleep. But what about both stress and anxiety, a mixture? Both stress and anxiety can affect your mind and body. You may experience symptoms like excessive worry, uneasiness, tension, headaches or body pain, high blood pressure, and loss of sleep. What about anxiety? Generally, it's internal, meaning it's your reaction to stress. Usually involves a persistent feeling of apprehension or dread that doesn't go away and that interferes with how you live your life. It's constant, even if there is no immediate threat. Everyone experiences stress, and sometimes that stress can feel overwhelming. You may be at risk for an anxiety disorder if it feels like you can't manage the stress and if the symptoms of your stress interfere with your everyday life, cause you to avoid doing things, or seems to be always present. Learning what causes or triggers your stress and what coping techniques work for you can help reduce your anxiety and improve your daily life. It may take trial and error to discover what's best for you. Here are some activities that you can try when you start to feel overwhelmed. Keep a journal. Write it down. Download an app that provides relaxation exercises like deep breathing or visualization or tips for practicing mindfulness, which is a psychological process of actively paying attention to the present moment. Exercise and make sure you're eating healthy and regular meals. Stick to a sleep routine and make sure you're getting enough sleep. Avoid drinking excess caffeine like soft drinks or coffee. Identify and challenge your negative and unhelpful thoughts. And reach out to your friends or your family members who help you cope in a positive way. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. 
So I challenge you. Before you succumb to the pressure and find yourself frazzled, take some time and make some space to understand what's really going on, what you can control, and what you must detach from. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. I stumble through until the path